What I wanted to do on our last day, we started this class with the personal line of revelation, that God speaks to me personally. We talked about rules of revelation. We talked about recognizing messages to my heart, messages to my, my uh, mind. God speaking to me. And then we began to realize that there are other things at play. How I treat other people, forgiving other people, letting tears in, pushing uh, wheat out. There are other things. How I treat my body, my physical body has a play. Then we began to realize, boy, there's a lot of things out here on the sides that affect my, the flow of revelation. So I wanted to come back to where we began and go back to me and Heavenly Father. Me speaking to Heavenly Father. And I want, I, we could spend an entire semester, we could spend hours talking about how to improve our prayers. We touched a little bit on that throughout the class, but I really wanted to end with one, a couple thoughts. If you'll allow me, after watching for 30 years, I've had a front row seat for 30 years, watching people grow spiritually. And I just wanted to share one challenge I've noticed over the years that has improved my prayers and the prayers of so many people that I've had the pleasure of teaching. What is it? There's a lot of things that make prayer difficult. But I want to talk about one specific. In fact, I use this one because this, Jesus even illustrated this. One of the challenges of prayer is over here. This is what I want God to do. This is what I would like Heavenly Father to do. And over here is... what he wants to do in my life. Now, when those are the same thing, prayer is easy, right? We really don't need to talk about prayer when what I want him to do and what he wants to do for me are the same thing. But when is prayer a challenge? When is life a challenge? When they're not. Because sometimes what I am asking for, what I am asking Heavenly Father to do, is not what He wants to do. Now, who's smarter and knows what's better for me? Me or Him? The reality is, He knows what's better for me than I do. But that is not a natural thought, is it? And so, have you ever found yourself in prayer trying to convince God that he's wrong and should give this to me? You're not, Heavenly Father. Why aren't you? I find myself doing that all the time. And I smile when I say that because it's like, oh my goodness, I'm doing it again. Heavenly Father, I just need you to heal my mom. That would solve all my problems. Just heal my mom. Just make her better. Take the cancer away. That would make everyone's life better if my mom were better. And you're not doing it. So let me convince you to do it. Well, there was a moment 
where even in the Savior's prayer, there was a little bit of a difference here, right? Do you remember what he prayed in Gethsemane? What was his prayer, Hiram? There's any other way. Can we take this cup away? I would like to take this cup away. And Heavenly Father basically said what? There's no other way. Now is that moment. That's the critical moment. So let me illustrate that. Let me take you back to the Jaredites. I love that story of the Jaredites. Let's turn to Ether chapter 2 to that story of the Jaredites coming to America. Now we're going to work backwards. I want to start in Ether 6. Let's work backwards and then go back to the question that he asked. And I think this is, it's very informative to see it in reverse. So Book of Mormon, Ether chapter 6, what happened to the boat on the water? While they were traveling, what happened to the boat? So read 5 and 6, Ether 6, 5 and 6, and I want you to focus not on what's doing it, but what's happening to the boat. Give me the verbs that describe what's happening to the boat. Can you find them? Ether 6, 5 and 6. 1 in verse 5. What's happening to the boat? Dion? It says they were buried. Okay, so one of them is buried. The boat is going to be buried. You are going to be buried. I don't know how often you have noticed that, but life is going to overwhelm you sometimes. There will be moments where you are a boat in a troubled sea and I feel buried. It is a common mortal experience. I feel buried. I don't know. I can't breathe. I, I'm buried. That's a good one. Give me another one. Back in verse 5, what was, what's going to happen to the boat? Or what happened to the boat in verse 5? They were tossed. They were tossed. Now tell me about that act. What is the act of being tossed? I'm headed this direction. My life is going great. Graduated from high school. I have a plan. And then all of a sudden, mission. What? I never thought about that. And all this, oh, oh, I'm tossed. Or how about a career choice or a friend's situation or a medical condition or depression? How many of you in your youth said, oh, I can't wait to deal with depression? None of us thought that. And we had this plan and we're moving forward. And then all of a sudden depression hits and tosses us. That's life. Life is like a boat in an ocean, constantly being tossed. And life is going to throw some real curveballs at us. Okay? One more I want to point out. Look at verse 6, right in the middle. What's happening to the boat? This one, I hope I'm not reading too much into this, but boy, this one. The boat is being broke upon meaning what something else is breaking 
And I got dumped on. I got dumped on because something else broke. Like, for example, um, a, a poor kid who their parents' marriage breaks. And who gets dumped on? Who gets buried when a, par- a marriage breaks? The poor kid. Wasn't his fault. He didn't do anything. And now all of a sudden he is broke upon. Boy, that is a powerful commentary on the life we're all going to live. I am going to be tossed, buried, and broke upon. So now let's go back one layer. Let me go back one layer and let's look at verse 5 and tell me, sorry, verse 6. Look at verse 6. What's causing that? There's two things listed in verse 6. What's causing the boat to be tossed and buried and broke upon. What are the two things? Okay, mountain waves. That's what life is. Mountain waves that are tossing me and burying me. And what else? What's the other one? A great and terrible. Tempest. That's the cause of me being challenged. Now, back one level. Verse 5, what's causing the mountain waves and the great and terrible tempest? What's the reason we have mountain waves? You see it in verse 5? A furious wind. A furious wind is causing mountain waves which are tossing the boat. All right, now go back to verse 2. Or sorry, chapter 2. Go back to Ether chapter 2. What is causing the wind? Let's read verse 24. Ether 2.24. Sabrina, do you mind? Ether 2.24. What is causing the wind? For behold, you shall be as a whale in the midst of the sea, for the mountain waves shall dash upon you. Nevertheless, I will bring you up again out of the depths of the sea, for the winds have gone forth out of my mouth, and also the rains and the floods have I sent forth. So what's causing the wind? Hiram, what's causing the wind? God. God is blowing the wind. God is blowing the wind, which creates mountain waves, which are tossing me. Now read the question. Let's read the question very carefully in verse 25. Now, let's read it and talk about what we think the question is. Behold, I prepare you against these things. For you cannot cross this great deep, save I prepare you against the waves of the sea and the winds which have gone forth and the floods which shall come. Therefore, what will ye that I should prepare for you that you may have light when you are swallowed up in the depths of the sea? Now, what do we often, bless our hearts, Think the question is, 
we sometimes think the question is, what do you want me to do to make this go away? And so what would the answer be? What would the answer be? Well, wait, <laughs> if I'm going to be tossed because of mountain waves that come from a furious wind that you're blowing, I got a great solution, Lord. Here's my solution. What is it? What, is it? what do we pray for? We pray for the storm. We pray for the wind. Take away the wind. That solves all my problems. But what was the question? Implied in that question is what? What do you want me to do for the boat? This is coming. For my divine reasons, this storm is coming. What do you want me to do to prepare you against the storm? Do you see what I'm trying to say? Sometimes we pray that God will stop the storm. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think we need to give him Another option. I think we need to pray for the boat. Let me illustrate. Okay, maybe you'll see it in my illustrations. Um, I know a mother who's struggling. Her baby is not sleeping. And obviously, if the baby's not sleeping, guess what? Neither's the mom. She also has other children. So if the baby ever does sleep during the day, she's got other children she's got to take care of. This poor woman is not getting any sleep. Now tell me what is usually prayer number one in that circumstance. What's prayer number one? What would you say? Bless my baby to sleep, right? Change my circumstances. This is a prayer. This is where we say, change my circumstances. Give me more money. Take the medical problem away. Help me find a job. Send me more friends. Totally appropriate prayers. But if God is causing the wind, does he want to take it away? If he's the reason for the storm, does he want to take it away? So we're praying for something that he does not want to give us. So what if instead of change my circumstances, what if the prayer is, what should it be? Change me. Change me. Now, which one does Heavenly Father most definitely want to do? So, what would be the difference? Bless my baby to sleep. 
Now, the very fact that Jesus asked for the cup to be taken away tells me what? Is this a problem to ask for this? I don't think so. But what did he say? What was his word? Nevertheless. So I think every time we give God one of these, we should give him one of these. I think when we say, bless my baby so that he'll sleep, we should say what? But if not, what would be an appropriate prayer for a sleep-deprived mother if her baby doesn't sleep? Bless my baby to sleep. I think that's the first prayer. I think that's very appropriate. Father, if thou be willing, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, if he doesn't sleep, then what? What would you add? What would be a prayer for the boat? Bless me to be patient and forgiving and kind if I don't sleep. Do you see the two prayers? Do you see the difference between them? One prayer is change my circumstance. And one prayer is change me. If the storm's coming, this is what I need to be prepared for it. I need to be more patient tomorrow when he cries. Change me. Do you see the difference? Now, I don't know if he wants to change the storm. He's the one blowing it. Maybe he does. Maybe it's time. Does he ever calm storms? He absolutely does. I don't know if he wants to change my circumstance. But I know what? What do I know for sure? He wants to change me. Okay, how about the lonely teenager? Lord, send me friends. Send me friends. Could you send me a special friend that I connected with? Could, I, could you send me someone to be a friend? Great prayer, right? Do you think Heavenly Father is upset that I prayed that? No. But I'm asking him to change my circumstances, right? How about a but if not? Give me a good change me prayer after that. Hiram? There is a prayer I know he wants to. I don't know if he wants to change my circumstances. Maybe there's a lesson to be learned. I don't know. But I do know he wants to change me. So if, I, if I'd love a friend, could you send me a friend? Could I connect with someone that could be a friend? If not, guide me to be someone else's friend. Or help me be forgiving of those who aren't friendly to me. Do you see the difference? you see the different prayers? Let's do another one. Um, give me a storm. Uh, financial challenges. Nope, let's do a medical. Medical. Someone I love is suffering from a crippling medical condition, and it breaks my heart. 
and I'm praying for their healing. Change their circumstances. Heal their disease. Heal their medical condition. Okay, maybe it's mine. Let's change it. Heal my medical condition. But if not, anyone want to give me a prayer for the boat? Someone praying desperately for a medical condition to be taken away. What would be the but if not prayer? Any thoughts? I have one. Let's hear it, Alicia. Is change me so I can handle the problems. Strengthen my back. If you aren't going to take the storm away, strengthen the boat to deal with it, right? Strengthen me. I think, what was Jesus praying in Gethsemane? What was, how would you word his, his prayer? If, if I could have this problem, if I could have this pain taken away, please, I would love to have this pain taken away. But if not, how would you word the second half? He worded it, thy will be done. How could you have said that? Take my pain away, but if not... Give me the strength. Take this cup away, but if not, give me the strength to drink it. Do you see those two very different prayers? Now, if I could share one life lesson about hearing him on my last day of class, I would say, learn to pray for the boat. Our instinct, our nature is to pray for the storm. Take my problems away. Take my circumstances away. Change my circumstances. Again, if Jesus prayed for the cup to be taken away, that's good enough for me to, change, to pray for my circumstances to be changed. But then he said, nevertheless... And he gave God something he knew God wanted to bless him with. Change me. Change me. One prayer is, bless her to understand. Another prayer is, bless me to understand. Help me understand. Do you see the difference? Let me give you Nephi's example. Turn with me to 1 Nephi chapter 7, verse 17. It's a beautiful example of praying for the boat. Tell me what you would be tempted to say. Nephi has been tied up by his brethren. Remember, he's there, they're go, they go back for the women. They're supposed to go out to the wilderness. The Laman and Lemuel don't want to. Nephi rebukes them. They tie him up and they're going to leave him to die. They're going to leave him to die. Now, remember when we did this, Nephi Laman, we used this to say, look how cold they're getting, but they're not quite going to kill him himself. But this is a beautiful prayer in verse 17. 
First Nephi 7, 17. But it came to pass, I prayed unto the Lord, saying, Lord, get me out of this mess, right? Break these bands. Strike my brothers down. All of those are legitimate prayers for the circumstance. Break my bands, Lord. But read it. He did not pray for the bands to be broken. Tell me what he prayed for. The strength to break them. That's prayer. That's taking your prayers to a totally different level. Lord, I'd really like you to change my circumstances. But if not, would you change me and strengthen me so that I can change my circumstances? I remind you, he's blowing the storm. He could stop it, but he wouldn't have blown it in the first place if it wasn't best for us. There are no stones in our lives, only a wine press. He doesn't do anything that's not for my benefit. So maybe praying that the storm end isn't in my best interest. Maybe praying for what the boat needs to deal with the storm is what I should be praying for. I will testify that when you start praying for the boat, it will change your prayers. And it might eliminate some frustrations you've had in prayer. Why is Heavenly Father not answering my prayer? Well, Maybe you're in a light situation and you're praying as if you're in an air situation. Maybe. Maybe um, you're on your way to Nimrod and he's already told you what to do and you're not doing it. Okay, maybe. Well, maybe you're asking him to remove the storm and he doesn't want to remove the storm. It's for your good that the storm rages. So now pray for the boat. What would you pray for if the storm isn't going to pass? That's a different prayer, isn't it? I leave you with my testimony that your Heavenly Father absolutely adores you. I did not understand Heavenly Father's love for me until I became a parent. Until I had children. And I know how I feel about my children. And I'm a human. And I, one day, it just dawned on me, wait a minute, in the relationship with Heavenly Father, I'm the child. Does He have those kind of feelings for me? Yes, He does. I want only the best for my children. But I also know that taking away all of their problems is not what's best for them. I would not be a good dad if I took away all their problems and solved all of their problems. But it doesn't mean... I don't want to help the boat deal with the storm. Let's strengthen the boat. I bear you my testimony. He wants to speak. So I leave you with where we began. When Joseph Smith was in that tumult of war, war of words and tumult of opinion, when he didn't know where to turn, the answer was simple. 
This is my beloved son. Hear him. Hasn't changed. In a world where everyone has an opinion and everyone has very strong opinions and their opinions are all different, the answer is find him and hear him. He will answer. He will answer your prayers. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.